Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Mortgage Matters with Chris. Because it is the season of love after all, today we're discussing marriage and mortgages. In this episode, you'll find some great tips for those who are maybe newly engaged, newly married, or just new couples in general who are thinking about buying their first home together. These uh, tips are for married people and non-married couples looking to buy their first home. Thanks for watching, and as always, don't forget to like and subscribe. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for today's Mortgage Matters with Chris. We are pretty excited for this seasonal topic. It is the season of love officially starting this week. Um, and we get a solid, what, two weeks of the season of love before we get, go back to normal, I suppose. So, um, yeah. But uh, we're going to be discussing uh, the, to the topic title is money, marriage, and mortgages, right? So um, since we know that this is a time where a lot of people get engaged, there's a lot more weddings than usual, things like that. Um, it's a great time to have conversation in this, these top, these topics, these tips really apply. I mean, at any time, but since people are talking about it, we'll talk about it too. Now, Chris, um, I want to share something that I found out recently, uh, in 2023 for the, um, it's no secret that married couples are majority of the people who buy homes, right? That's makes sense. You know, you get married, <clears throat> you think about a family, you're going to get into the house to pursue your life together. That's pretty normal. And married couples do still make up the majority. But for the first time um, after the pandemic happened and going into 2023, the number of people who are um, unmarried shot up drastically buying a home, right? And then the number of people who are married buying a home dropped. So they literally replaced each other. Flip-flop. They flip-flopped. Uh, again, the married couples still are more than unmarried, but since there is such a growing number of unmarried couples, we thought we would tack on a couple pointers to look out for for people uh, in that circumstances to help them. But Chris, since the majority still is married, let's dive into what are some things that you've seen in your 25, 26? 26 years of uh, doing mortgages that you can share with these new couples who are thinking that the next step in their life is buying a home together. Yeah. It's one of the, you know, one of the, one of the biggest reasons for divorce is money. So you can imagine buying a house is one of the biggest, largest financial um, purchases that most people make in their lifetime. So it's very, very important to make sure that you make the right moves especially when it comes to buying a home, because that could be one expense that could make or break you. And it could be a very big expense or a reasonable expense uh, because you have to live somewhere. So one of the first things I always tell, especially my young couples and any couple really, or anybody buying a house is determine your budget, right? Figure out, um, it's not necessarily what you're pre-approved for, even though you have, that's going to be the next thing we talk about, but what do you going to be comfortable um, affording? Like, do you have a lifestyle that you want to continue to maintain? Do you like traveling? Do you, you know, all these different things that you do in life, um, what is going to be the important thing? If you're maybe somebody that loves to be at home, you don't want to leave, you just want that perfect place that makes you happy. Maybe you can stretch yourself a little bit to where you're pre-approved for and take that higher payment. But again, I think it's very important to consider 
everything in this budget when it comes to your housing expense. So it will be your payment, the taxes, the homeowner's insurance. Now those are two expenses, homeowner's insurance and taxes that can, that will continue to go up in time. So you want to consider that when you're buying a house. So know that in a year or two years, those taxes could increase, those payments could increase, which would increase the ultimate payment. So make sure that you play with the mortgage calculators, whether you're on a mortgage calculator app, play with some numbers, see where your comfortability is going to be um, based on that, which brings us to the next step, which would be go get pre-approved. You know, a lot of people, there's many people out there that will start looking at homes online and, you know, maybe they have a real estate or realtor friend. Um, so they'll go start looking at some houses and the challenge that will, they'll find is once you see something that you like, and then you find out that you can afford less, it's really hard to look backwards. So getting pre-approved, I think is really important on the front end to understand what your payments are going to look like. And and understanding that even if you're pre-approved for something, it might not be something that's in your budget. You still may want to go less. And it's crucial to work with somebody that really understands those things. So make sure you get pre-approved and talk to you know your mortgage um, professional, whoever that is, whoever, uh, maybe it's your real estate agent that might lean you towards someone. But I would say more important than that, get pre-approved first because these lenders, they know who is the full-time realtors out there. You know, a Facebook page for a realtor, you know, I know a lot of my realtor partners are watching. These are rock star realtors that I work with that, you know, are their full-time realtors. This is all they do. Um, and you may just have like your cousin who just started to become a realtor. They're doing it part-time and crazy markets. You, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to win those bids. Um, you're going to want somebody that people know in that market. So that brings us to our next, our next point is decide on the location, right? What's going to be important to you? Um, accessible to your work. Are you going to start having children as school's important to you? You know, you'll be surprised when you're doing your homework. You know, you might find that there'd be an area that seems perfect, but it really, the where it is makes that commute very hard for you to get to work. And it adds an extra 30, 40 minutes to your car ride, which may not make sense for you on just because it's on the other side of town. So really dive in and take some rides and really decide on a location to see if it's, you know, in proximity of your work, the school amenities, you know, some of the things that you like to do, are there things around it that you're going to need your shopping? Um, is it accessible? So you want to really do some homework because the last thing you want to do is just see some beautiful house that looks great. You don't do any due diligence and then you move in here, find out, man, I, you know, I would have never moved here because I, you know, my drive to work is long. There's no grocery store for miles or this or that. So do some due diligence on that. And I'm running through these quick because I have a couple of things I want to talk about and we like to keep it 15, 20 minutes. So I'm going to move it right along for us. Um, it's, you know, make a list of must haves because listen, we know, and I know I've been doing this for a long time. You're going to have a lot of things that you're going to have to forfeit because we all want it all, right? We want the closet. We want the huge master bath. We want everything, but there's some things that you're going to have to have a must have. You must have these top three things in the house. Um, and then you have the list of things that you would like. All right. And those are the things that you could maybe compromise on depending on where you're pre-approved for. So, you know, you don't want to compromise on how many bathrooms that you want, things like that. Maybe it's a type of kitchen. Maybe you're the type of person that need you entertain a lot. So kitchen is very important take all those finite things into consideration when you're deciding on where you're going to live and what type of house that you want to live in. 
Um, the next thing is work with a real estate agent. And when I say work with a real estate agent, I mean, work with a full-time real estate agent. Now I know a lot of my buyers come to me first and I share with them some of, some of the top agents, their names, and they choose who they best uh, will, would work with. But, you know, find somebody that does this full-time and really knows the market that they're dealing in and maybe has built some really good relationships with some of the other agents out there which will enable you to have a better chance on winning those bids. Um, especially, you could even have a less offer in, but in some cases that listing agent will know that agent you're working with and know that their deals get done. Um, and they may accept that over somebody who has somebody who is brand new. Now I'm not discounting brand new realtors. There's a lot of people out there that hustle and work very hard at what they do. Um, but this is a big financial step for you guys. So take the advice of people Find, do your due diligence on who does the business and does the work. Um, and, you know, just ask, ask some question, ask your lender who a good person is, ask your attorney, your closing people that, you know, or your insurance agent, do some due diligence on who you use. Cause it's going to be really important that you have access to a home when you need to see it. And you want to be work, working with someone that can get you in there when you need to get in. Um, next thing is don't skim, skim. This is a huge one, guys. Do not skimp on a home inspection because you want to save four or $500. I've seen absolute nightmares. I always advise my, my clients. I say, listen, I don't care. Get the home inspection. It will be worth it every single time. One, it helps you in negotiating, right? If there are issues, it will help you get a better price or get things fixed that could be damaged that, you know, people conveniently might put a picture in a place or a rug in the right place or this, you know, it's hard to get into the attic, you know, and you can't really get up there. You definitely want to have someone that's licensed uh, that that you can ask these questions to and make sure that the house is sound because the last thing you want to do is move into something with mold or has some issue that you can't see. It's underneath somewhere where you're not seeing and you're not the professional. Your, your dad who, you know, built a tool shed in the backyard is not the professional. i sorry. I know that pads are awesome. Pads are great. I know when my kids come to ask me to go do the home inspection, I'm going to say, no, I'll help you out with paying for one because I don't have the skill set. I'm not a licensed home inspector. So get the home inspection. I think it's very, very, very important. And that moves me to the next piece, unless you have something, Mindy. Well, so for the married couple, so once a couple does get married, what do you tend to see most often in terms of like how couples go on a mortgage? Do you tend to see both go on a mortgage? Do you tend to see one and not another? Is it case by case? I mean, just well, to give the audience an idea. Um, yes, a very good question. So what you see when most people get married, which is one of the most common, common is a uh, joint tenancy for property ownership. Okay, so it's a legal, simple way for those two or more people to own an equal share and interest in the real estate that they're buying. So, you know, what we see most of the time when you're married, that's, you're going to have, you're going to be uh, joint tenancy and you are going to split that 50, 50. I mean, there's a lot of different things um, when it comes to the joint tenancy that is going to be important. Like, for example, we don't like to talk about it, but when you pass away, right, where does the ownership rights go to? Well, it goes to the next person, right? It goes to the one that, you know, in most cases, your, your wife or your husband, that's who you're going to do 50, 50. So they have, um, the survivorship, right? So that's important for a married person. And 
that's what we see for most people that um they don't have the troubles of going through probate right with their home because it just automatically gets turned back over to them so that joint oh go ahead no no you go ahead i was gonna say so that joint tenancy agreement though that's not exclusive for married people right these uh the unmarried couples the growing number of unmarried couples that buy a home they can enter into a joint ten tenancy agreement they can they absolutely can I, I mean i would be you know i mean it's a little bit you see this is where it would be different right so and even married people sometimes don't do you know the, do the joint tenancies some of them can do the tenants in common right Right. And the tenants in common, which we'll kind of talk about of like in a, in a second, because we'll have like five minutes to do it, is like when you buy a home and you're unmarried, like what you said is that top pop, one of the top populations right now are people buying homes together that aren't married. Um, and what does that mean, right? What what does that mean if you don't get married and you do break up? What happens if you're, you know, maybe you're in your 40s and you have kids and they have kids and, you know, what are we going to do with the property? Well, now you can kind of split and divide the property into shares in a sense. I mean, it could be 50-50, it can be 60-40, it could be 90-10, you know, depending on however you want to do it. And when one person passes, they can leave that ownership to, you know, one of their kids or multiple kids. However, they want to split up their percentage up, it can go to who they want, where you know, when we go to joint joint tenancy, it's going to go to the person that's survivorship, right? So it's important for you to look at that when you're buying a home. I think it's, you know, very big things to consider. Maybe um, talk to an attorney or talk to someone, you know, and ask them their opinions on what would be best for you. And then, you know, between you and the person, you guys figure it out um, what is going to be best for you and, and when you're buying. So, you know, that's why it's going to be important for you to A, to have a clear understanding of what your financial situation is. Um, it's going to be clear for you, you know, you're going to want to sit down and go through those steps before you go start buying a house, right? Um, you want to draw up, uh, you know, a co-ownership agreement. You might want to have somebody to do that with. You might want to have a lawyer sitting, you know, it's a legal document that outlines the terms and the conditions of your ownership when you're buying out of a marriage. Um <laughs> And that's where we go. You know, you're going to consider that tenancies in common arrangement rather than, you know, your uh, joint tenancy, right? Because this way, again, you can it's you can take your percentage and sell it to someone else. You can give it to someone else, and it's something that you want to take. So, you want to make sure you go ahead. There definitely seems to be a couple extra options, I should say, for unmarried couples that they can choose to take. Um, if they're going to buy a home together before getting married, that just protects them. You know, a, a lot of these, and you've got, I know you've got, um, in different States here in Florida, Massachusetts, you've got a good network of people who are attorneys and such that you, um, can refer people to when these instances come up, because you do get, you know, a lot of, a lot of couples coming in and buying a home. Um, either they'll both be living in it and once buying it, or both of them buying it together. I've seen some nightmares. I've seen nightmares when a parent passes away that that fought with a girlfriend um, and they, you know, and now the kids are trying to get their part of the property and it's not there and it's it can turn. So it's very important. We it don't want to Jerry Springer real fast. <laughs> keep the end in mind always. Right. You know, title the property carefully. 
you know, find out what the financial implications are for both parties, both of you. It's important to discuss this with any attorney. Um, also make sure you obtain, you know, simple as it seems simple, but obtain the homeowner's insurance, right? Make sure that all that is, is set up right. Make sure both of your names are on it and it's listed on the property, right? And um, make sure you know what your plans for your future are. You know, what 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 is this going to look like? Um, it's important to have that place so it's a smooth and less stressful process if the end isn't what you really wanted it to be. But, you know, I mean, this is this is life. This is the way the world is. And these are the things that you want to be proactive instead of reactive on on the back end, which could be disastrous for you. So, you know, make sure you hire the right professionals or seek counsel from the right professionals. Um, that would be what I say, regardless if you're married or not married. So you have a full understanding on what you're doing. I think a lot of people just buy a house and say, yeah, I'll just do it. And, you know, it is what it is uh, without keeping the end in mind that there could be nowadays. And nowadays, you know, like you said, people are buying homes without being married. And those relationships can end just in what happens to this property. Yeah. It's it's can turn into a real nightmare. So I mean, there's well-developed law and stuff on what to do with property if you're married, right? So obviously, just because you're not married doesn't mean the you have a higher chance of it. Like, I don't know, breakups happen for all reasons, right? Uh, married or not married. But since the laws are not as developed for unmarried couples, definitely is wise to get those um, extra steps and extra legal documents in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know we're at 20 pass already, Mindy. I think I fed you guys with a fire hose real quick. Um, I know we, we uh, dumped a lot of stuff on you, but I hope you can take some nuggets. You guys can actually go to the Mortgage Dreams website. There's a blog on some, both of these topics. If you want to see it in print for the listeners out there, uh, you can just go log on on there. Please follow our podcast, uh, share it. Uh, we just hope to give you guys some valuable information that you guys can take on with you week by week. So That's thank great. you, Mindy, and thank you for all of you coming on to to watch us. We, we appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. That website, again, is www.mortgagedreams.com, and you can read all of this there, and you'll also be able to see this video um, attached to the blogs as well. And then, of course, we're on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and any platform that's out there. Um, you can find us with this info. So Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week with another topic. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye, Mindy. Bye. Thank you.